everybody. Welcome to another special edition of Bruisers Breakdowns and Beards. Uh, it is Friday, December 4th, 2020. Uh, this horrific, Whoa. insane year is almost over. Uh, so we get to kind of hopefully party for the end, the end of this. Nah. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, as always, I am your host, Michael Reed. I am joined, uh, you know, as always by Kevin. Hi. Say hey, Kev. Uh, and then the hair metal heartthrob himself, Dallas Cade. Yo, what up? So, oh my God. I feel like my mic is so hot. I'm so nervous. You you did kind of peak right there for a little I bit. I did. Everything pre-show had been fine. And then you just like, but it's, it's the, it. the, the metal head in you. It comes out. I know. And it just Everything's so up. quiet. I just get nervous and I have to just blow it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, everybody. So <laughs> as you can see, we are joined today uh, by a, a fellow uh, Journey Pro wrestling fan, um, woman I'm very, very excited to have on the show with us today. Uh, Carrie Williams is joining us. Uh, Carrie, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Woo! Uh, yeah, studio professional claps. Professional as always. <laughs> 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 studio claps. At the studio so, audience. Mm -hmm. uh, Carrie has done some freelance writing, uh, particularly for like slam wrestling. Uh, that's part of our senior. Um, and then you are forgive me i want to get your job title right you're the digital assignment editor for kshb 41 action news here in kansas city yep one of a few so awesome <laughs> a few of us who do that yeah <laughs> can i ask what that entails um so it's like helping coordinate um coordinate shoots and getting photographers out to breaking news listening to the police scanners editing the web articles for the packages that air on the tv mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit a little bit of everything a little bit little, little yeah that's little awesome bit of, bit of that. <laughs> so getting to just be mired in like the best and worst that kansas city has to offer on a daily basis <laughs> basically yeah pretty much awesome awesome basically yeah. yeah so you know i think obviously like i said being a voice of kansas city, we we have to start uh, with as as i've been on like a long time twitter follower since i've figured out we were going to it's it's funny when you there's somebody that goes to like the same events that you go to but you don't know each other directly but like you'll see each other in a crowd but never get the chance to associate until like like way down the road yeah uh so that's kind of we we've always kind of like what's the saying like ships in the night just kind of pass each other by i, I don't know i don't get my <laughs> two people but, passing uh, each other in a circle pit. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh but i I'd like to start uh, that we have a shared uh, mutual appreciation uh, for the artwork of local uh, famed wrestling artist, Rob Schamberger. I love Rob. Uh, Rob's yeah. awesome. Amazing. He's a big yeah. shot, but he's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, had, we had him on what, I feel like it's been like three years ago on our, under our previous iteration. Yeah. Um, I think he was our second guest. The, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it was before all the stuff broke out with him having the uh, action figure like accessories before he went all hollywood no. <laughs> right <laughs> no yeah before he sold out but uh good. yeah He's i've been meaning to get in, get in touch with him and, and get him back on the show mm -hmm. uh but you you had shared a picture on on social media of your your office space and you're just yeah. you've got like a ton oh my god so. <laughs> yeah i have like a dozen probably that's awesome that's awesome whoa do you, do you have like a, a is there like a personal favorite or are you just like his art style in general um i just like his style and just like supporting him because mm -hmm. he's a good person doing awesome things. So I like mm -hmm. to like to support him. Um, and I actually got to know him because I interviewed him for uh, for Slam. Like I want to say it was like 2014 or 2015. Oh wow, um, that's awesome. 
so I got to know him then. Um, it was when he was doing, I think it was the, like, every, a painting for every WrestleMania or something, one of the, like, WrestleMania series or something that he was doing mm-hmm. back then was the story that I interviewed him for and then just kept in touch and ended up sitting at the same table with him at the um, Trago Says Hall of Fame weekend in, at the Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, just kind of kept in touch from there and, yeah get together with him and his wife, Katie, every once in a while and just hang out. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We guys, we need to like schedule a trip to go up to, to Waterloo at some point to visit that, by the way, the wrestling museum. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah I really want to go visit that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was lucky enough. I got to, I had lived in Dallas uh, the last about five years or so before I got to move back home uh, this year. And I was down there for, I can't remember which WrestleMania, whichever WrestleMania was in Dallas. Uh, and I, I got to go meet him at 31. Uh, was it 31? I think I'm thinking 31. No, it wasn't 30. 30 was New Orleans. So no, yeah. 30. Yeah. 31 was uh Bay area. Wasn't it? 32. 32 was okay. Dallas. Ah. Okay. That sounds right. I'll go. With they that. did AT&T, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I wanted so. to go, but tickets were so expensive. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, WWE access was free. So I made a chance to, to go down to the convention center and went up and talked to Rob. And what's a funny story is I thought I knew his wife from high school, but turns out he and I went to Lee summit together <laughs> and he graduated like a year before me, but like we both had hung out huh. at the same comic book store there in Lee summit uh, and had like a, like mutual friends, like, but we didn't know each other directly, but it was, it was a very Dude, small world small moment. Small world, man. Right? Like, so. it's, that's crazy, because I uh, knew Rob as, like, the guy who did those paintings for WWE. It took me forever until I actually learned that he was a Kansas City guy, and I was like, what? <laughs> Such he a small it, world. Yeah, he made it out to some Journey Pro shows. I never got to, I think it was before I moved back. Uh, he was at some of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get him back out again. But uh, yeah, I just I just you know, I love his work, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know where to start really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my opener. Like it's all I'm good for. It's all downhill from here. Um, <laughs> don't know where to go from here. <laughs> so I, I guess we we can just kind of talk about the the freelance writing for a bit. Um. You know, one of the things I want to ask you, you've done several interviews, like you mentioned Rob, uh, you interviewed Sharkbait, uh, Anthony Gutierrez, yeah. good friend of Dallas's here, uh, as well as Quinn McKay. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, I have, I have kind of a selfish question with this. So I, our best interviews tend to be people that we've had some sort of um, previous interaction with. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you, I guess, What's what? What are your tips for interviewing like somebody that you've never met before? That you're especially a wrestler, maybe that you're even, you know, familiar with or enamored with? Because um, I I tend to fanboy out really easily. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what are you know how do how do you work up an interview with someone, particularly a wrestler that you've not had an interaction with before? Um, I just try and do as much background research as possible. Um, just looking at their like, obviously Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of the normal stuff and then trying to go go through other interviews that they've done kind of look through kind of figure out what their what their style is how they are like how they come across in print interviews how they come across in like something like what chris van chris van leap does where it's more 
um, the conversational um, podcast type interview as opposed to just kind of a back and forth, um, just kind of get a feel for them and how they are and then just start going through my, going through everything, make questions, figure out what questions I want to ask. And obviously um, if it's somebody who's, who's bigger and has, has been around a little bit longer, try not to ask the same questions everybody else does. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I do when I'm going through and looking at past interviews that they've done is try and find maybe somebody asks them, I don't like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite match, Ben? And then they explain it, but then, and there's some like little nugget in there that, that the initial interviewer didn't really expand on. Like just cause, Hey, in this interview, you said, this was your favorite match. Talk about, can you talk about why mm -hmm. this stood out to you or what, why this made it so special? Or I don't know, just try and find, I just try to find something different just to try and. Yeah. Stand like out. I don't know if that mm -hmm. makes sense. I, yeah. I, I get, I get it because like I've um, I'm, I don't know why, but I've always been particularly fascinated with like interviews and it almost doesn't really matter so much who's doing the interview or what they're being interviewed for. Like whether, like, I think that's why I have gotten so into podcasts and like, like, you know, like sports network shows, especially when they're talking about like, you know, cause now that we're the big dog, everyone talks about the chiefs all the time. So yeah. like keeping in touch with all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, was that something that you always wanted to do or you always had an interest in was like the freelance writing and interviewing and working in the media space? Yeah. I just actually, I wrote for my high school newspaper and just never really stopped. Like we had to do, um, my freshman year English teacher was also the journalism advisor and she was trying to basically recruit people for sophomore year to be on the newspaper staff. And she ended up um, taking another job somewhere else for my sophomore, um, by my sophomore year. Um, so she wasn't there for that. But um, the, the paper that I, or we had to turn in a writing sample and I was applying for the class around this within like a year or two of when Eddie Guerrero passed away. So I, basically I wrote up a news article off on him and that was my, like, that was my writing sample or submission to get into the class. Wow. <laughs> and then, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I obviously got into the class. I was in journalism all through high school and then joined the college paper and internships and then a couple jobs here and there. And now I'm in Kansas city. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to ask you, you, I think your, your website, you said you went to, College at Southern Illinois, is that correct? Oh, in Edwardsville. Mm -hmm. Edwardsville. Edwardsville, okay. Edwardsville, yeah. So, like 20 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Nice. Very awesome. Um, I, was say, I thought it was a, when you said Southern Illinois, I was like, Saluki? I don't know. My family lives um, down in that, in that Carbondale area. So, no, not Carbondale. Yeah. My no. cousin, my cousin went to Carbondale. I went to, went to Edwardsville. <laughs> that place is a party town. It's, I, I just remember going to visit my grandparents as a kid and like every news, like every night we'd be on the news, be like another party riot erupted in Carbondale. <laughs> they had to shut down the bars <laughs> at like seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're, see, I like in, in high school, I went, I was in the yearbook staff all four years while well, I got on there at the end of my freshman year and I never got to take that anywhere like senior year I was also on the broadcast journalism team okay and didn't get to a, a well then now I guess I'm finally getting to apply it you know <laughs> yeah. in, in the podcast realm. 20 years so, later you know. 20 years later I'm getting to do something with it uh but uh so I'm, I'm really I'm really glad you were able to like transfer that and, and make a career out of it yeah, I didn't um, have another plan. So, like, no. 
like ride or die. It clicked and did my first interview and ended up liking it and never mm -hmm. really wanted to do anything else. So luckily it's all worked out and I haven't been part of any big layoffs. So <laughs> I'm fortunate in that respect. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh the pandemic's kind of wreaked havoc. I mean, that's been one part of it. Um, actually, I think let's, I'll, I'll kind of transition into it. Uh, some other questions I had. Yeah. So, you know, media in general has had a weird couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think we can kind of talk about a little bit, but um, and I don't even know where to start. I, I, I guess I guess what I want to ask is for somebody on that side of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're, you know. I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of mouth vomit a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I think there, a lot of people rely on, you know, the news and the media to inform them about what's going on. Um, there is, and so it, it has, it has to be based in fact, it has to be based in truth and in based in sources. Um, so, you know, that's getting attacked on its own front. So that's one part. And then wrestling journalism is a weird thing because it's so much of the history of wrestling journalism is, is kind of like, is, is almost lying in its own way. Like you're, yeah. you as the, the reporter are being misled or yeah, dirt cheese. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> in a word, how, how do you, how are you balancing both universes? Uh, for one, like you're, you're a, a, you know, legitimate journalist and you're also doing legitimate reporting and interviews within wrestling. I, I'm, like I said, I'm mouth vomiting here. I, I, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is how, how, how are you able to balance both universes? I mean, most, I would say pretty much everything I've done wrestling wise has been like straightforward, just talking to, inter talking to wrestlers or, managers or whoever about their careers okay. and the only thing that kind of veers into like storyline and they might kind of go into character a little bit is if they're trying to promote a match or a show or something then they kind of go into their spiel for that but yep. for the most part there's not really much to balance I don't think okay I mean at least for me I mean I'm just I'm not doing the like the scoops or hard hard mm -hmm. news or any, any of the, any of the like daily day-to-day -day kind of stuff. I just, if there's somebody who looks interesting that I want to try and interview or learn a little more about, then my editor, Greg, just is like, yeah, go for it. So it just kind of works out that way. So I don't really have too much of a problem with that. I don't think. Okay. Um, I, I'm just really excited to have a journalist on to talk about <laughs> journalism because it's such, it's such a fascinating and frustrating topic because I, I feel like so much of what you do on a daily basis is tied to like ethics and integrity, but you've also got a lot of people who just, especially right now. Yeah, especially right now. I think it's it's just very timely days. for, you know, the <laughs> integrity of journalism I, and, is it, I guess I want to ask, is it getting any better? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's, I've, I've, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, how? Not really. No. I don't mm -hmm. think. Okay. I mean, one of the, part of my job, um, 
and my, my full-time job, my real job, whatever you want to call it, is like, I help like manage the social media. Mm-hmm. So any Twitter replies, Facebook messages, anything like mm. that. We're, I don't know if Twitter's worse, obviously, than Facebook. But, um, but yeah, there are a lot of people complaining about the virus or calling us fake news because what we're reporting. And it's like, like we're your neighbors. Right. We live in yeah. your community. We're not, we're not like the media, like sitting up in some castle somewhere. We're like some of our reporters, like we, like I live in the Northland. Like some of them live in the country club or live on the plaza. Like we're yeah. covering the community we live in. We're not trying to incite fear. We're not trying to like cause hysteria. We are just reporting. Right. Trying to inform people. And if they don't agree with it, it's fake news. Yeah. Which is infuriating. But, (laughs) right. But, like, you can't say anything back because you have to obviously maintain professionalism. mm -hmm. But it's, it gets very mentally draining to see that, like, to be bombarded with that day in and day out. So, yeah, I don't doubt it. Especially because, like, I, it's, so interesting to me to see how people kind of because i think for the most part some of that uh like i discriminatory uh viewpoints i think are mostly held towards like more national like uh coverages but to see it happen like on a local level i don't know again it 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 hits different for me and for the exact reason you said because it's not like they're you know, trying to incite fear or they have some kind of agenda. These are people that actually live in the same neighborhood as us. You know, it's, it's, it's local, you know, this is stuff that does directly affect like you, me, our neighbors and everyone around us. So to see it, I don't know, to see it kind of uh, transition and apply to both, especially when it comes to stuff that, you know, people have very polarizing opinions or beliefs on I, yeah, I can't imagine being in that position to where I have to deal with that on a daily basis. And it does have something to do with me in one way or another, especially in a professional space. Just, man, I don't envy your position. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I love the work. Like I wouldn't still be doing it, what, 10 something years later if I didn't. It's, yeah. And I'm also, I'm not out there in the field. My job is more behind the scenes. So like, I can't even imagine what it's like for the reporters out if they're doing live shots or stand-ups or just out talking to somebody trying to get like man the street interviews. Like no, I don't boy. even I don't even know what kind of comments they're getting and Ooh. so I, I just know what we see online. So I can only imagine what it's like for them in person. Mm-hmm. I guess you know we we fixed all those potholes or the mayor fixed all those <laughs> potholes. So I guess people have to like direct their anger at something else. Well, it's uh, winter, so the potholes will be back in weeks i'm sure yeah, exactly. we'll start all over again <laughs> or there'll be uh, some sort of uh utility work to where they have to dig up all the, the road work that they've done To i've seen the mayor going off about that too and it's like i laugh but he's right like just some sort of communication would fix those things it'd be great so, yeah no coming um, from a former chicagoan i know what it's like to have potholes and and <laughs> things that have been under construction since i was a kid like the, the whole south side of chicago has been un- under construction since the 80s so i mean like it's yeah no I get that and people are gonna complain but you know that's the way it goes. <laughs> but I wanted to ask because I mean, we're a wrestling show we should probably talk wrestling hey yeah we're that uh, was gonna be my next step yeah yeah let's, let's uh I was gonna ask you know since we're kind of go, going Kev? into this and we've talked you know you kind of already already alluded like in high school you were talking about Eddie Guerrero 
what kind of, what era did you get into wrestling was because everyone's got an era, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's going to defend that era to their, to, that's going to be the hill they die on. So yeah. yeah. Like it's funny. The older I think we get, I think we realize our era wasn't that great. And I, I'm speaking specifically <laughs> to one. It rhymes with slatitude. So, um, but yeah, no, feel free. Please tell us your favorite. era. Yeah. So um, when I was really, really young, I, watched WCW like kindergarten ish. And then um, nice. I just stopped watching it because of my brother. <laughs> so I stopped, there's like a big gap where I didn't watch it. So I missed most of the attitude era in person, I guess, and mm-hmm. found it again. It was like, Oh, four, I guess like as, just as the, it was coming out into the, like, I guess, ruthless, ruthless aggression. I guess that's the, that, I guess that would be considered the era that I really, really got back into it and just got, got hooked again. Nice. Any particular wrestlers that dragged, like pulled you in? I mean, what was the, between the gap, may I ask, you said your brother stopped you. Was he like stopping you from watching watching, or? No. So, uh, my mom was holding him one day and he's about a year and a half older than I am. Okay. She was holding him and he like boxed her ears. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to stop watching for that. Makes sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so there was like a good gap <laughs> in there and then yeah um late elementary school early junior high okay. i can't imagine going to work and being like sorry i have this splitting headache my son bell clapped me <laughs> today i learned that's called a bell clap all right thanks Dallas. oh yeah, man I, I mean i've heard it referred to as that where like they kind of you know, they have your head between their arms and they just kind of like bash them together. Oh. Yeah. I've heard yeah, that. I don't, That's, I don't know if there's an official name for it, but oh, I've heard say, it referred to as the Coming from clap. you, you could have called it. I mean, you're the wrestler here. You could have just been right. like, that's it. I would have, I think everyone well, would have believed see, you. that's the thing is being a wrestler, I've learned that there are a number of <laughs> names for the same thing and there's no really reason why <laughs> it just is. It's just a regional, a regional so for slang. all I know, it could be called something completely different somewhere else. Yeah. And it probably is. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just stuck on like, like clothesline versus lariat, you know, and just There's... now you've got me thinking of like different words. For yeah. Now I'm sure there are so, like, you, you're splitting hairs there when you're talking about a clothesline versus a lariat, but I don't want to side rail it too much. So like a pull it back on. to Carrie's favorite wrestlers yes. from Ruthless Aggression. Um, yeah, I guess when I first got started getting back into it, um, like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, uh, Matt Hardy, um, John Cena when he was doing the Thugonomics thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are probably some of my main main ones when I got into it. So. Nice. Or back into it. Any memorable feuds that, like, I mean, do you, do you, like, was there a particular feud that, like, really drew you into those characters? Um, I know I really liked um, Lesnar and Angle back then. Mm-hmm. I can't remember like, what so it, it led up to or anything, but that, um, obviously, I know it's weird to talk about now, but Benoit's whole, like, winning the Royal Rumble and going on to Mania, that whole thing, mm-hmm. I was really invested in. Um, and then just pretty much anything with Eddie Guerrero, I yeah. just... I really, I really liked him a lot. Um, like the, I mean, it's been coming up recently now just because of Dominic, but the whole, mm-hmm. the Eddie and Ray um, custody. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was oh, ridiculous, boy. but it was. I it's mean, so it's funny seeing how much later. it gets memed on now. Yeah. 
it gets yeah. it gets so memed on now but back then it was like this is no they're gonna fight for the custody of this of this small <laughs> child yeah and the internet wasn't as prevalent with the dirt sheets as it is today so yeah people were like man that's messed up that's a, that's insult <laughs> not only am i gonna beat you i'm gonna take your kid damn <laughs> yeah mm-hmm Oh man. And I, and the Chris Benoit thing, I can definitely, that, that like that event though. I mean, the beautiful, like the ending with like Eddie Guerrero winning Chris Benoit winning and then both like hugging it out and crying was, I mean, as much as, as much as everything outside of that, I mean, that moment was probably one of the most, I mean, like beautiful moments in that era, I would say. And it sucks that it's got such a tarnish on it now. Like, yeah, like it's weird to even, it was like, do I even mention that? But I mean, yeah. He was one of them that I, one of my favorites when I started watching it. So, and the dark side of the ring on, on that whole situation was incredible. So hard. Yeah. It was so it was hard. Rough to, watch. It's rough to watch, but incredible. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just the crazy things that are like people that were involved, like, you know, Kevin Sullivan of all people, you know, it's just really it's yeah. wild. It's just a wild thing, you know, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling, man. Wrestling, man. Yep. Yeah, because I know I know that for you guys, like for Mike and Kev, theirs is like, oh yeah, man, we grew up with the Attitude Era and stuff. But no, I'm also I was born in '98, so I can't remember the Attitude yeah, Era. You're getting uh, so for I was raised on ruthless aggression, and like the like John Cena versus Edge was the feud that got me in, and uh, like looking back on it, I guess historically especially now i'm like dude yeah i'll take ruthless aggression over like you know some of the stuff that happened in the attitude era any day mm-hmm. yeah and in terms of like a qua- uh product you know perspective but i mean they you know especially when paul Heyman took over smackdown i think that was that was monumental yeah, dude the and smackdown then- six As rock we- yeah, I mean, you had Undertaker leading the show and and getting sick, you know, like basically getting used every week, you know, one on one with the Undertaker. Like it was just like the the cast of that show, like in that time was perfect. I mean, like they really made something out of nothing, you know, and taking a lot of people that the WWE, you know, didn't really kind of look on. Like even Edge at that time wasn't, you know, he wasn't the rated R superstar. He was still, you know, just kind of Edge and Christian and he got to become his own, you know. So it's yeah, good era. I mean, that, that was a great era. Uh, did you ever get to go to any shows when you were younger, or did you like when when did you go to your first show? Um, I was still junior high. Um, I think it was yeah, I think it was junior high. Um, there was a SmackDown Live that came through St. Louis. Um, so I'm from St. Louis. I okay. moved here like four years ago. Um, nice. But yeah, it congratulations, was... welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, like it's so weird because like the whole rivalry like i'm not only like from i'm from chicago too so st louis is like it's weird coming to kansas city and having the lateral hate or the, at least the lateral like weird competition like it doesn't change it feels like it you know people still have oh, like man. you know they're like oh the blues you know and stuff like that if if kansas city would have had a hockey team <laughs> mm. i wish we did yeah <laughs> give t-mobile Anyways. center something to do <laughs> Yeah. Um. So you, you said you went to your your first show. Yeah, I don't can't remember like year wise, but it was I was in junior high, so like yeah. oh four or five. Okay. Somewhere around there. Was it like Are a you, house show or? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, are you still watching WWE today? Yeah, uh, mostly SmackDown just because of my work schedule. Mm-hmm. Everything else is on the nights that I work, and I work second shift. So, <laughs> so SmackDown is the one that I'm the most up to date with. Nice. But. Very good. Um, how how do you? I don't know how to word this. How do you feel about WWE today compared to like what you were watching, you know, 10 some odd years ago? I mean, do you... Good job, Mike. That was, <laughs> that was a good way to do it. Uh, I tried. I mean, I think I'm more critical now just because, I don't know, old and bitter, whatever you want to call it. But like, <laughs> I, it's not like the, it's harder to get lost in a match and just get really, really invested. Mm-hmm. now i think so when when that does happen it's really really great i mean i still i still like watching it and i enjoy it um i'd say 95 percent of the time but i think it was just more um i mean you're a kid and it's easier for you to get sucked in and really believe things when you're what 10 to i don't know 15 14 15 yeah. compared to 29 so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep but yes i i just think i look i I look at it differently now, but I still enjoy it. It's just through a different lens. See, I think for it's I'm speaking for myself, like it's, it's a little harder to watch WWE and feel that way, but I do get that way with independent wrestling. Yeah. Um, I think because so much of a, it's such a live experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and B it's, it's just so much of the, I feel like so much of the storytelling is done within the ring rather than, you know, backstage vignettes or, you know, um, some sort of pre-taped whatever. It's it's like everything's kind of done right there in front of you. Yeah. So um, I'll take that opportunity to kind of transfer into Journey Pro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about Journey Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which, which was your first Journey Pro show? Um, I think the first one. You got to go. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Rainbow I think it was only, dark. I guess. Well, I get. Anarchy in Kansas. Yeah, I was like, is that technically the first? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, show? the first Kansas show. Yeah, yeah, and same same crew for the most part. It was Anarchy, but I mean, like they yeah. all work together. Yeah, so I mean, I was at that that one, and then I think I only missed maybe two or three Journey shows overall. So that's how Kev is. I think I think he only missed. Um... I think two. Yeah, too. And I got you I, all beat. I didn't miss yeah. a single one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you kind of had a commitment there, bud. Right. <laughs> yes, I did. You were absolutely right. The funny thing is I paid for all those tickets. I just didn't get to go to two of them. Right. <laughs> oh, so no. at least they got my money. No, no, no. I'm fine with that because I want to support them. But yeah, like I think one time my wife like called, she put the, she pulled the veto card on me. She was like matrix, mm. like 20th anniversary is showing in like a theater tonight only. And I was like, but I'm going to wrestling. And I was like, well, that's the card. Well, here we go. So and that was the one with uh, Alley Cat. Uh, that was the that was the under oh, pressure. Oh man, earth. that was such a good scr- Oh yeah. man, I'm bummed you had to miss that one. I know that was, I was such a I good was scramble. Uh, like that, I don't know. I don't know. I it's so weird. Like I remember the the shows in terms of like maybe two or three of the big matches, and then the scramble. Mm-hmm. And like the 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 scramble that Alley Cat was in, man, that was such a good one. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't re- I don't even remember exactly why that was but everything was just kind of like hitting on the right levels and man that one was like i'm bummed for you to have yeah. missed that one <laughs> i was really really mad when he 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 told me he's like oh man i'm not gonna be able to go to the show 
I screamed. I like. I think I sent him an all caps. I'm like, Alley Cat is going to be on that card, and you're missing it. <laughs> well, even worse, that was the first. I think that was the same night that it was Jeremy Wyatt versus Fred Yehai, and it's like I I really regret missing that because I really wanted to see that, and then getting to watch the uh, Iron Man match later on was kind of like the payback for it. I watched that like three times in one weekend. Uh, but yeah, it was one of those, I know one of the, one of the shows I missed was the one with Jeremy Wyatt versus Fred Yehi. Doing my research right now. Hold on. I'm going to come back and to another you on one that. was, I can't keep remember. going. Yeah. But man, I mean, yeah, there's been some great journey pro has been on some amazing shows and like, I'm, I miss, I miss going to those. It's just like the experience. And like Mike was saying at the beginning of this, you know, running into people, you may not know you've seen them in person. It's like going to punk rock shows for me when I was growing up, I'd know all these people I'd see them. I'd know their faces and everything. And you'd kind of, you know, give your head self a head nod or something when you pass each other by, but you don't know each other. You know, it's just, I like the scene. This, this community is getting better and better. It's getting bigger. This wrestling community and man, I'm digging it. It was. Doug, you're yeah. right, dude. And, and you were right, by the way. That was the that was uh, Wyatt versus Yehi. So yeah. good on you. Yeah, I because I remember seething in my seat, even though I love the Matrix. I was just like, I would rather be somewhere <laughs> you, else. You just right grew now. up bitterness towards Matrix and oh, had nothing no. to do with Matrix. You're like, your Matrix, you're keeping me from my wrestling. I was like, this looks really cool, but I'm sp- I could be seeing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I know this, this ending. looks really cool, but what I could be seeing is cooler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh. Matrix. Man. Um, did you have a, uh, like a particular, see, like, you know, at the time I, or when journey pro started, like I was in living in Dallas, uh, I was going to a lot of indie shows there. And a lot of times I would see a lot of the same local talent, but I'd be kind of, they would have like one or two big main eventers, that they were bringing in. That's another thing I love about indie wrestling is like, you can see most of the same talent, but that there's, there was that one person that you had to go see like my, my very first show. It's it's not as great to talk about now, but like my very first show was Tessa Blanchard. Like she was going to be there and I was super excited to see her. Cause that was right about the time wrestle circus was a big deal. And, and she'd been on some other stuff. So um, journey pro didn't do that a lot. I think Shotzi was one of the, first big names that they brought in but i mean was it because she's kind of hadn't she kind of been in the general midwest i I think she was like a name being brought in since because i thought she worked around here not that i know i i mean at least she she, bizarre luchas out of indiana which i think is where she was living at the time okay Mm. maybe i'm just thinking because a lot of people are a lot of the guys from here travel up mm-hmm. that way so maybe that's yeah. what i'm thinking so i, knew, I was familiar with knew who she was before she came here so mm. that might be what i'm thinking so never mind <laughs> no i'm good uh, I, I, yeah because there was there's for up here it's a lot of the indiana chicago st louis um yeah. iowa which i guess i should have asked being in st louis like where did you did you go to anarchy shows i did you came over here oh man yeah i went to anarchy when they were still lwa so. Wow. That's, oh, so you're like you're like in House Springs with like the that red like protector over the the chain link barrier. <laughs> oh wow. So yep. this is pre Spalding Hall. Wow. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's legit. She's she's been there, been there. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel old. I've been there that long. <laughs> I've been around watching that long. But man, so, that's cool to have that that memory. I mean, it's a bummer that now I mean we just lost Spalding Hall. That well, was, was a magical have- place. I, I was going to ask about that. Like I, I never got to go to a, to an anarchy. I haven't been to an anarchy show yet. Uh, it's something I plan on rectifying next year. Um, 
can you can you talk a little bit about what the the scene the, the scene is like? I mean, obviously you've been away from it, but a lot of those people I, I'm sure you were seeing early on that are still over there, um, and you know, Matt Jackson has helped turn St. Louis into like a go to location for mm-hmm. for indie wrestling. So I, I just you just kind of what was the what's the vibe like over there? Like what what are those experiences? especially, you know, differing from Kansas City, which is kind of starting to build, you know, their own. I mean, like everybody, I feel like people know, like the anarchy has this buzz about it, about the atmosphere at Spalding and everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've been to, the first show, the first any show I went to was at South Broadway. And then from there, I started going to, um, to LWA slash anarchy. And then Dynamo Pro and a few other, High Voltage when Kenny Garrett was running that um, and a few like, random shows here and there. But yeah, they all, even running in the same building, they all have their, have a different vibe, mm-hmm. which seems weird. Like, I know um, it was like Glory ran in Spalding, Anarchy, and I think maybe in Cup, another one did. I don't, I don't know, but I know those two. I, for feel, sure. I feel like there was one more, but yeah, I can't mm-hmm. think of it either. Yeah, so there were at least two that ran in Spalding, but like Glory had a completely different vibe from Anarchy, even though it was literally the same building with yeah. a good amount of crossover between the, between the rosters. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but, but yeah, there's definitely, I think maybe it's the fans. I mean, that might be, I know I that's, it's part of that's it. another thing that, that like Matt talks about a lot on Twitter is like the fans make anarchy, which they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not one of them because I stay in, I stay in the back and I hide when they come out of the ring so I don't get in the way. But um, but yeah, like the diehards who are there, like snowstorm, like the one show where they weren't able to cancel and then like twenty people showed up. But, oh, the like, Blizzard Gate! Yeah, yeah I was I there that. for that one. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about the way those fans like gravitate to certain wrestlers there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Gary as an example yeah yeah everyone loves like, i remember when he was doing the barn owl thing and like perched on the ring post <laughs> with like the pain under his eyes as a barn owl and now he comes out and like people i mean people liked him then too obviously but mm-hmm. just the, seeing the characters grow along with the companies is kind of cool too yeah and then someone like fitch it i i remember when i don't remember what it might have been a high voltage show um, I think Dingo was like taking him around and introducing him to people. And so like, I saw Fitchett like literally from when he was like finishing training up until like what he's doing now with Vega. Nice. Kind of cool. um, Amazing. That's... So it's neat to see people grow <clears throat> and people who've come through and then gone on to get signed like Santana Garrett. Um, she was in St. Louis for quite a while. So I got to, got to know her a little bit and then seeing her go on to NXT and, going over to Japan and everything. It's just really cool to see people that you have somewhat of a connection with mm-hmm. go on and do bigger and better things. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was in like, I had a similar experience with, um, you know, getting to see Sammy Guevara a lot. Um, and Gino hasn't been doing much with MLW, but you know, get to see Gino, uh, Ricky Starks, um, like Texas had, a ton of talent that we're seeing on TV nowadays. Um, I think that's one of my favorite parts of being an indie wrestling fan is getting to kind of see somebody early and see that, that growth and development. So yeah. it's, mm-hmm. 
it, it's me watching sorry i didn't mean to cut you, cut no, you no, off. no 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 you're good no, everybody hears watching. me talk all the damn time so <laughs> that's why like, we got NXT, you here like nxt and then seeing like oh like kyle o'reilly was in anarchy and johnny mm-hmm, gargano yep. was in anarchy like watching like half the people who were on the roster had come through anarchy or journey or something at some point or another yeah just kind of will be like yeah i saw them at spalding or i saw them at kanza and now yeah. they're off doing their own thing so. yeah yeah it's it's very it's like i don't know i noticed it really quickly when i started training and i started kind of being brought into the business that like that you it's it's so weird how small the network kind of feels once you get into it like once you're into it you're into it and you're in thick and then out of nowhere it just keeps growing and growing and then suddenly these people that you've known for what feels like you know a very short amount of time you look back and it's been like three five ten years sometimes and then you see all of the change and growth that some of those people have gone through in that time and you're like dang like to me they're still this person but here they are you know on television every wednesday or monday or friday or whenever and like because we journey had that with shotzi yeah you know and like kyle o'reilly was on an episode of nwl he wrestled i think it was oh, like vega that. he wrestled yeah. vega or Fitchit, one or the other that was yeah. on just like days, a, yeah. on just a just an episode of nwl like like early mm-hmm. when they still were doing the two separate shows yeah and Kansas like I, and, yeah and i'm like Kyle O'Reilly was in NWL. Like, dang. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's crazy to see how quickly so is know, Eddie Kingston. people go places. Eddie yeah. Kingston is in AEW. He's signed. Mm-hmm. So he was in NWL. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy Jacobs, he's yeah. working with Impact. He was at NWL. And you can just go down the list, you know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel about Dallas. So like 10 years from now, when, when oh, he's big and famous and not talking to us anymore. Yeah. Stop it. Like, you talk stop Dallas. It. <laughs> I ain't going to big league you guys. There's there's too much stuff on the internet of us together now. I can't do that. <laughs> Never I'll get heard people of being like, what do you mean? No, see, I, I kind of want that experience. I want to be like, I knew that dude once. Once? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it'll come with time because there's just too many like the Regals are this close, man. Oh, They're yeah. this close. On the cusp. You know, yeah. and it it there's too and Sharkbait was in Evolve, was, you know. There's too many good guys around here mm-hmm. for for there not to be somebody to break out. How have we not talked about Kurt soon. Stallion? <laughs> Kurt Stallion's Kurt another Stallion one. was yeah. at Journey. Yeah, one of the few no, good guys. Like I love talking to him, and it's yeah. one of those things. Like like Shotzi, when you see him get signed, you're like yep. your heart warms a little bit. You're like that's that's wonderful, <laughs> you know. Like I am yeah. I am past the point of calling people sellouts and shit. That was my like punk rock twelve like teenage years. When I see people <laughs> I know get signed and shit, I'm so happy for them because I'm like, well now they can eat, so that's cool. Because you know <laughs> they can eat. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, how much, like, how many, sh- how many of these wrestlers have shoot jobs, and you know, have to have a side gig and something yeah. to kind of supplement, even though you can be on the cusp of making it. You know, you still have to have, you know, a backup plan because it's never guaranteed. So, like I said, seeing someone like Kurt Stallion and seeing Shotzi and seeing the Regals, 
you know, some really good human beings kind of get a shot. It really, it's, it's a cool feeling, you know, and kind of seeing them rise up. Like I said, I remember baby Dallas with like short crew cut <laughs> Dallas hair, you know, like I remember seeing him as a staff member at NWL and now know. seeing where he's come from, you know, I know at come at the beginning of next year, I'm going to see all of the, you know, the reminders of the memories or whatever on like Facebook. And I was going to say, gonna be like, Oh, me in the staff shirt. And then like me in the, like, uh, some of the pictures from me at the tapings outside the ring, like doing my little staff thing. And <laughs> I know it's going to be all over the place. Oh man. Yeah. You'd shared something. You, I guess you wrestled in Atlanta a couple years ago. Yep. And yeah, that, that's, that's the earliest picture I've seen of you wrestling other. Oh, well, there's earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are. There's plenty. Um, You'll see them. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. Um, yeah, man, the Kurt Stallion one, I'm so happy for him. But at the same time, it bums me out because we had talked to him. Was that the February show that he was at last? Yeah. We had talked to him after the show about coming on and being a guest. He's like, yeah, you know, next, you know let me know. And then the pandemic hit. Ah. And, and he, had, he had to go ah. get paid and be famous. So yeah. I'm, I'm super happy for him, though. I just I wish we'd had a chance to get him on the show before. Cause I had seen him a ton in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. like eight in like every promotion there down there. He had wrestled before. So January, mm-hmm. he already had the match of the year with Gary J at anarchy. Right. I mean, they had a, they had a, like a bad ass match. Was that, well, that was January, right? Or was it February? Yeah, it was, but you, you said match of the year. I said, had, I, I said in January, I said had, and then Jeremy Wyatt and Fred Yeah, Yeha happened. And like I said, that was, that's got you gotta remember that one. Yeah, I'm that's what telling I said, you. Had. Like there's I, I feel like I don't I don't know. I have a feeling about that match. Like it's like when it comes to whoever's gonna make that, you know, list or the mm-hmm. votes or whatever, I don't know why, but I have this inclination that it's not gonna get the love it deserves. Yeah. And I'm just gonna be I'm sitting here waiting. I'm like, just 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 hold on a minute. Like this match is a thing. <laughs> Let's not, you know, let's hype this up a little bit. Carrie, have you seen this match, by the way? I'm sorry. It's, uh, it happened earlier yeah. this year. The Iron Man that they did, that they recorded yep. yeah. in the pandemic. No, I haven't seen that one yet, but I did see um, the one that was actually at Journey. Um, yeah. That was one of the shows I actually got friends to come to. Nice. But, <laughs> um, That's always the yeah, best. Because that... <laughs> like I, I, I've, I've done the solo thing, and it's so... It's so weird. It is weird. I hate it. I Like because I want to get excited and be part of the, the crowd, but I'm there by myself. So I look like extra weird. Yeah. And, you know, at least in Kansas, it's like, you know, it was 18 and over with the, the, when I was going to like MPX shows in Dallas, like they're, they were all ages. So like parents would be there with their kids and like, I'd start cheering and they just kind of pull their kid a little bit. Closer <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So, um, so I, I, you know, Carrie, did you have a, I, if if you were going to introduce somebody to Journey Pro and you had to show them like one match, like what's the match you're going to show them? Um, pick a Jeremy Wyatt match. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah. that's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess yeah. Any anything I've been watching him since I got into wrestling, pretty much or indie wrestling, pretty much. So yeah, he's been one of my favorites for a long time. Did you catch any of his uh, Metro Pro shows back when he was like a babyface? Oh my God. The first one I went to, I did not realize that. I didn't realize he was a baby face. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are people cheering? I was like, this is like the Twilight Zone. Yep. Um, but no, it was, 
it was really cool. Yeah, I only got, I moved here like two, maybe six months before NWL started. So I only got to see uh, like yeah. a few Metro shows before oh, yeah. everything. I caught those. Over. We probably ran into each other over there too. Cause that yeah. was like when I started, I moved here about 2012 and I started going to Metro pro shows around like 2014, 2015. And yeah. And so it was so weird. Jeremy White getting cheered. He was like the John Cena of Metro pro where he was polarizing. <laughs> like he had a baby face run, but they still had like these fans that just loved to boo him. And they would call him like worthless Wyatt and like fuck with him the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And anything that he did with Strider. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's not really journey because Strider only had the one match with Kenway, I think, or maybe a couple. I can't remember, but I think he had like, was he in a, Did he ever end up being, no, he had a, like a tag match, I think. And then, yeah. One with Strider, uh, one with, I'm trying to think. Did you go to? Did you see his match against uh, Jeremy Wyatt with the like the knock it like the no disqualification, like that was all around yeah. like Turner Wreck. Yeah. Oh God, I miss Turner Wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good yeah. venue. It was cool. It was yeah, just the setup and the way Chris ran everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Metro was great. I wish, I wish Metro could come back, but yeah. Yeah, that would that would be cool. Somebody had their, has the control of their Twitter account, and they've teased that once or twice. And I don't know, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And I, I I was well past Metro. Don't you? Don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? Do I know? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you, you might know. I mean, it's kind of like you might okay. know. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to leave the dead air too long, but I just want to No, it's, it, it bums me out so much that I missed like that, that, you know, the end of Metro pro, but in the NWL mm-hmm. that I missed all of that. Cause I, uh, I've, we've talked about it before. I was actually planning on coming up uh, and having my first show be the first show at the NWL arena which was like and oh like they hurts. canceled it oh like the i mean i was in the car ready to come up here kevin and i had been talking about it and everything and and then all of a sudden i can't even remember how that news broke i think i think i just oh, i'm hurt i was i bet i could tell you it was like 9 11 to me like i knew exactly where i was the moment it had i was like at work jesus kevin yeah because like no okay here's the thing i remember the notification popping up like i was just randomly at work or i'm not randomly at work thankfully but i was at work <laughs> and i found i, I had facebook and the notification work. popped up and said nwl has canceled the event and i was like well, that's weird. And then I go immediately to Twitter and see Craig like burying somebody like uh, Niles Planke was like he just and him and Wyatt just like was just just saying just weird, like cryptic shit. And I was like, this isn't good. And yeah, we found out like everything went you know, like just the company folded and it hurt, man. It was we went to the uh, we went to the after part and uh, not the after party, the morning party, I guess, uh, up down the morning party. <laughs> yeah. And we got to, like, hang out with a bunch of the wrestlers and, you know, hang out with like and people like I miss like a steel like Ace and um, yeah, man, man, like like having those folks there, like he was a Metro Pro staple. And it was cool because like he's for me, he was from Chicago and he worked with CM Punk. So I was always excited to see him wrestle, even though he was a heel. Like I was the one guy at Metro Pro. They're like, oh, from Chicago, Illinois. And you hear me like, yeah. <laughs> and then like they steal and everyone boos him. And it's just like I'm the one guy. But I, I, I 
yeah, I just miss stuff like that, man. It's just yeah. How was that NWL run and subsequent aftermath into the journey run from from your perspective as a writer and as a fan of the local scene? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the end of NWL was sudden, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was. I know, like from my perspective, I like my journalism brain kicked on. I'm like, why is it closing? Like, why didn't anybody have noticed? Like all the probably all the questions that all of you guys had. Mm-hmm. Um, like that happened that kind of went through my mind but then it's like i just wanted like and then i was thinking like the guys who had like contracts or who like picked up their lives and moved like that like cross country basically um for this or for nwl it's like mm-hmm. what's going to happen to them like i hope they're still going to be able to to get work in the area and mm-hmm. like, what's their housing situation because that was paid for <laughs> and yeah. stuff like that like so those kind of things went through my mind um but that's just because my like journalism brain <laughs> kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a fan, I was happy to see when when I thought that it was going to be anarchy running shows up here. I was like, awesome, this is cool. So something's still going to be happening. And mm-hmm. then Chris did, I think that, I think he did like a one-off Metro show to kind of wrap up the NWL yep. stuff. Yeah. But that, I guess that's another I remember that now, yeah. Because um, that was when Wyatt and Zach had one of their, one of their, um, I guess it was their last match, um, mm-hmm. but that one was really, really good. I remember yeah. really, really, really enjoying that. Um, yeah, and then just to have it kind of all, it was nice that there wasn't, I guess, too much of a gap mm-hmm. in there being shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it helped because the Kansas City community, I mean, like they were really starting to build a scene with NWL mm-hmm. and starting to sell out. Yeah. Like, they were selling out like the last four shows. I thought they sold out like oversold if anything. So it's like, it was a bummer to, but they built that community and the, thankfully the community lived on to see, you know, anarchy and then held out for journey pro. Thankfully that was a good year for wrestling otherwise, because that was the same year that all in happened uh, and Starcast. So that was that was the year kind of like Walter was I mean like kind of Journey Pro was kind of scouting the areas and stuff and like learning stuff so it was kind of like it was bittersweet like one you know one door closes another door opens or whatever but man did yeah, you know, have... was... oh I'm sorry sorry oh I was no, gonna I was... lead into a question and oh sorry I'll shut up <laughs> no you're good I was gonna say I remember when they when Chris did um, put together the the Metro show I I was really excited because I thought Metro was gonna come back and then obviously he just did the the one thing to kind of wrap everything up from NWL. And then, so I was, I guess, pleasantly surprised um, when the Anarchy in Kansas show turned into Journey. So it's like, okay, good. Like we still have something, mm-hmm. like there's still gonna be something happening. I don't have to like request time off or anything to drive back home, to drive four hours to go see a show. Yeah, <laughs> Cause I, yeah no kidding. Cause I haven't, honestly, I haven't, I know there are other promotions around here, but um, just from what I've heard from other people, I have not gone to them because of the things that I've heard. Smart move. Like, I, don't even know, I don't even know the names of them. So I just. Heard right. <laughs> You've heard right. Uh, yeah. I have like Metro and Journey and NWL are the only ones that I've gone to. So it's, well, that's not true. I went to WLW um, once, I think, oh. but that's Eldon. So that doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't want to. It's nice to that there's still something here yeah. and it's not like I have to make a track back four hours back home mm-hmm. to, to see it. Yeah. Cause it's, cause we're such geographically, we're in, we're in such a weird spot because, you know, 
people think of the Midwest and they're going to think of like Chicago, St. Louis, Indiana, you know, maybe a little bit East of there. They're going to think of like Iowa now mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, cause Rollins has his school up there. So, and then like Kansas city is like way over here, like kind of all by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like if we don't have our own scene to kind of make our own guys kind of, like spread the spread their awareness that there are guys here yeah. other places aren't going to know about them mm-hmm. and they aren't going to be able to start going all over the midwest and then you know outside of it so it's i you know can't be overstated the importance of places like metro and then nwl and now journey yeah. uh, whenever it is you know things kind of start to go back to normal and we can actually all attend a show again and go see live wrestling and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. to where, you know, guys can start, like we can start running again and guys can start, you know, getting their, getting their names out there a little bit more and things like that. Because not only were there um, really good kind of out of town, big names brought into journey, but people that nobody was that aware of or guys that really started to kind of like, build something and gain momentum you know like uh jj garrett jay fowler (laughs) uh you know uh there's there's so there's other guys too that like i'm just not thinking of off the top of my head but that really you know not a whole lot of people probably knew about but now like like the run that they had in that in this first year of journey was like a really strong run yeah so Mm -hmm. hopefully when journey picks back up in terms of the momentum and the the kind of exposure that these new talent are getting can kind of pick up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. I also um, was going to say, um, wanted to go back to the question about like, what's a journey match for someone that hasn't seen it. Um, the whole Shotzi, um, Christian Rose, that whole story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I really forgot about that. Um, but that's another one. Just the whole, the whole way it played out was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had him on the show and we got to talk about that. And he is such a great, like, thinking man's wrestler kind of deal. Like, he he knows a lot about the old school, like, you know, storytelling and telling it in the ring and building it. And like, like I said, just him talking about it was pretty magical. But man, that that was that was my favorite feud in Journey was Christian Rose Shotzi Blackheart Mm -hmm. because you felt it like from the get go, like from from the first like interaction, just all the way, man. Just like the ending was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. Uh, the question I wanted to ask you earlier, we were on it um, while we're at it. Yeah, no. So speaking of traveling, what's the what's the furthest uh, you've traveled to see a wrestling show? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, oh, Canada. Canada. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa, that's right. Yeah. You were, it was it. Is it Smash? Smash. Really no. I love awesome. Smash. Everybody should go to Toronto and go see Smash. Um. All right. I, I mean, I, I'd love to go. I, <laughs> I desperately want to go to Canada to see Canada. Some, some wrestling. Yeah. My yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Just through a mutual friend of a friend of mine um, used to do commentary for them, so he kind of helped me get in touch with the promoter, um, Sebastian Suave. So I like, got to know him. Um, he's one of my good friends now, and this. Nice. Yeah. Anytime. I try to do a yearly trip, but obviously the pandemic happened. So that didn't happen this year, (laughs) but you know, they've got an amazing roster. And I know some of them um, have been down this, not to Kansas city, but 
in the general Midwest. Like I know Jody Threat's been down this way. I got um, to see her in Dallas. It was nuts. Yeah, she's she's really good. Yeah. Um, think, uh, Kevin Bennett's one that's really great. Uh, Psycho Mike. Um, those are just the ones off the top of my head. Um, Tarek, obviously uh, Tyson Dukes. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they've got a really really solid crew. That's awesome. Man, that's cool. Did you did you ever end up going to any of the uh, star casts or any like wrestling conventions going around or covering any of that? No, um, I've covered the Hall of Fame weekend in, in Waterloo. Waterloo, but, um, and then I've gone to, I went to CAC, I guess it was last year, um, so 2019, um, yeah, 2019. Nice. Uh, but yeah, none of the, like, younger <laughs> events, <laughs> I guess you would say. <laughs> Do you have any interest on doing any of that? Like if you were offered like, you know, kind of cover Starcast or cover like a, like a wrestling, like, you know, like the WrestleMania week or something like that. Would you be all about that? Yeah, that would, I'd love to. It's just, I have to balance it with my, with my full-time job and mm -hmm. it's easier to get off um, for like a couple of days or something that's like a Thursday, Friday, than something that's like a full week. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, that's something I, that would be cool to do if the opportunity ever came up. Cool. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I don't man. Just thinking about indie shows. No, you got me thinking about indie, going to indie shows. It's it's hard. I I don't has I don't know about you, but I know going to indie shows for me is like it. There's it's it's an emotional experience. So having not attended them because of the pandemic has kind of messed with me a little bit. So I don't I don't know if you've had the same experience, but. Um, a little bit. I mean, more so with concerts, because usually when I go to, <clears throat> excuse me, usually when I go to wrestling, I'm by myself. Like, I'll say hi to, like, Dan at Journey. Um, mm -hmm. I'll say hi to, like, the few people that I, like, on a friendly basis with. But otherwise, I just kind of hang out and sit, hang out by myself and kind of stay out of the way. <laughs> Don't try not to bother people. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, just, I mean, going to the shows, I miss, I miss being able to see wrestling in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely the next journey show that we're all at, you're going to have to come hang out with us in whatever booth <laughs> or table equivalent. That was the nicest part of Kansas. We could kind of like commandeer a booth. Yeah. And we yeah, just kind of right. sat there and. Yeah, the booths were them. nice. Yeah. They were really nice booths. Yeah. Oh, and it was they cool because, were... like, I mean, we got to be friends with, like, Marty and everybody. So, like, between matches, like, Marty would come sit with us and, like, take pictures from because we had a good view from the booth. And so she'd yeah. be, like, posting yeah. stuff and, like, all, yeah, the wrestlers would, like, come through and like that would be like when they're fighting on the outside they'd always end up like running into like one of the parts of the booth or something like that so like the interactivity yeah. was really that well Kansas I, Hall you couldn't be anywhere in that place without running into a wrestler yeah. no because <laughs> you guys were like right between what we had curtained off for like the locker room area mm -hmm. and then where hard cam was so you guys were like right in the middle of that and yeah. there was like for whatever reason that's one of like the biggest areas of open space that there always was like, cause people would be sitting either on the stage side, kind of mm -hmm. facing the ring with their back to the stage where people would come out or they were on that hard cam side, look at, you know, next mm -hmm. to the curtained off locker room area. So that open, that corner right in front of that curtain was always open for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. you guys were just like right there in the thick of it almost half the time, anything crazy was going on outside the ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it started, I mean, obviously, 
Carrie, you're welcome to join us anytime when we get it all back. Because we started, it was just Mike and I going to shows. And then we started building our community. Like, you know, like we just started making more and more friends and the booth started filling up even more. So, I mean, yeah. like we kind of formed our own little like wrestling group there. And like, mm-hmm. it's pretty special. But yeah, I mean, if you ever, if you ever end up in a show alone, you're not alone. You can come hang out with <laughs> that us. That happens yeah. more often than not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons people that have seen journey shows like are into journey shows is because they kind of see how the crowd is and how the fans act and how they kind of everybody gets along with each other. And it's like it is it really did quickly become one large community that's very welcoming to new people. That was one of the big things that I know they wanted to do from the from the start was they kind of wanted to bring in new people who you know hadn't necessarily always been wrestling fans Mm -hmm. so they you know they just wanted to keep bringing people in and uh and it was very much kind of how you guys described the booth you know just just every time more and more people would start just filling up and you know i i can't remember how many times me or my family or you know a neighbor or something was always like just all right well we can come to this next one or whatever and then you know, just getting a bunch of people. And I never mm-hmm. heard anybody say anything other than how much they loved it and how great of a time it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we all, we all miss stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I miss seeing your dad in the crowd, just like talking shit to the heels <laughs> and like just cheering you on. It's great. Dude, some of the stuff and some of the stuff I heard about my dad from those shows, man, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> some of the stuff I heard, like, Cause I wasn't always there like with them to, you know, kind of monitor them or whatever, (laughs) like on the way back, um, I'd get home after we finished tearing down or something. And my mom would be like, your dad said this to so-and-so like while they were coming out or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, dad, did you say that? (laughs) He he was like, Oh, whatever. You know, it was part of the fun. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, it was it was either, uh, him or no, it was my mom. Uh, I think it was Gary. Gary stole a drink from my mom, just like <laughs> on his way back, just like right from in front of her. <laughs> it was like sitting there. It's a very Gary and, J move. And I came out, I came out during intermission to say hi to them or was, or something because I can't talk to them before the show starts. And, uh, she was like, yeah, he stole my drink or something. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Seems more like it's an like, Evangelistico yeah. thing, really. But I mean, Gary J, you know, it kind of rubbed off on him. <laughs> I mean, the, the match that Gary J and Jeremy Wyatt had, the, the Iron Man match that, that hit the time. No, limit. it wasn't an Iron Man. It was an hour well, draw. Yeah. Oh, hour draw. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew 60 minute I had to play into it somehow, but uh, at one point, Wyatt whipped Gary J into one of the posts that was right there. The oh, those, the yeah. post in between the booths. And I swear that rattled everybody's drink on the table and like two booths over. It was the same thing. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, that was, that was when I knew that Gary J was like the toughest son of a bitch I'd ever seen wrestle. Oh, that when was when done. you didn't know like before every... that. Not the not the eight times he'll dive out of the ring and then run back in and dive out. No, but it was just getting whipped into that 
that... it wasn't the brain buster he took on the wood floor of Kansas <laughs> on like the first or second show. Yeah, yeah, with Tyler Bateman, where like he almost yeah. like killed himself uh, with Tyler Bateman because yeah, yep. even Tyler Bateman was like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh God, <laughs> that's that's it fucked up." When you can scare Tyler Bateman. <laughs> And it wasn't it wasn't the superplex on the chairs at Circus Maximus. Oh, it wasn't you know I could you can literally just name off things that Gary J does that you're like this man is crazy. Yeah, like yeah. oh man. And I don't know what it was about matches like that or uh, the one he had with Hoodie, or the tag match that the Regals had with uh, something and Stallion where they just brawled all over the place and mm-hmm. you know uh, they power bombed regal through a table on the outside or something like the matches those matches where they kind of incorporated the environment just mm-hmm. made everybody feel like they were such a close part of it i think because of how <laughs> packed that small space was mm-hmm. man some of those matches were just a very surreal environment that that match, by the way, it was really funny. I was I was standing next to one of the tables that broke, or before it broke. Uh, J- J- what was it? Jake something went through it. And so he laid there for a good 10 minutes selling it, but people started taking selfies with the table. So, like, Jake something's laid out on a broken table, and everyone's, like, <laughs> laying down next to him and, like, snapping pictures. Like, that's that's Journey Pro for you. Oh, uh, I <laughs> wish I saw some of those. Yeah. Oh, oh it was wonderful. I'm sure if That's you look awesome. it up, I'm sure someone posted it on Twitter. Oh, you can look for, I mean, like it was on awesome. the video. Like I think Ben mentioned it. He was like, "Oh, people are posing with him." Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Carrie, what's what's going to be your lasting memory of Kansas Hall? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, like I don't know. I mean, just the atmosphere, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Because it was a lot of the same people from like wrestler and fan wise who went to anarchy, but just I don't know, just the vibe. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it was an eight and over show, but it didn't necessarily feel like that. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, even that, that I mean, that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I guess just the community, and I don't really count myself in that because I didn't really talk to a lot of people, but just the way that everybody. Um, yeah, I guess just the vibe, the community, just everything yeah. that kind of yeah. comes together to make it the atmosphere that it was for a Journey show. Because I've never, I had never been there for anything other than Journey, so I don't know what it's like at Kansas, like for a country concert. Because <laughs> so I've never been there. I've only been there in a wrestling setting. So same. So well, at one maybe point, it's not like I don't know if it's has that same like <laughs> relaxed kind of low key um, vibe for a concert as it does for Journey, but it. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, I don't know. It all, it all just clicked. Just the venue, the name, the the atmosphere, the way. Just I don't know. Just all Location. the puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everything fit, and it was just it just worked. Yeah, that bar. It was does amazing. work. They're not gone. It does work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the bathrooms too. Surprisingly, I mean, for going oh, from venues for a wrestling show. Yeah, right? that's a, like. <laughs> I remember that was a sell. Like man, I remember, I was yeah. like, "Man, this is one of the nicest bathrooms I've <laughs> or cannot be overstated. It cannot be overstated how big of a deal that was for like the boys and for you know uh, Miller and Walter and DJ when they were like p- trying to look for venues. <laughs> they were like, "These bathrooms, man, 
Who'd you know? They're yeah, like they're good bath. It's a nice, clean, very nice bathroom for yeah. a bar, you know, at a wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah security was hilarious too. <laughs> there was a guy that looked like Patrick Swayze. He was like six foot two Patrick Swayze that worked there. <laughs> I was like, wow, we got a real, we got our own Dalton. We got our, we're gonna have a roadhouse moment here at some point. <laughs> huh? No, I remember when we had. Uh, the, I think it was the first time we had Ben and Walter on. Ben went nuts about those bathrooms, <laughs> and I was like, they can't be that great, can they? And then I went back to the show. I was like, yeah, okay, he was right. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> right. Those were really mm-hmm. dope bathrooms. Uh, uh, that's how we, one that's of the a good way we'll to end the show right there. Just talk about how good bathrooms are at a bank. The right? bathrooms, yeah. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think we've we've taken up so much of your Friday night. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, it's fun. And and talking wrestling. It's 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 we don't get to do it enough, I don't think. So it, it, <laughs> it was good to have you on. And uh yeah, you're you're gonna be sick of us by the next couple of uh, journey journey pro shows you're just gonna <laughs> whenever, have to come... they, whenever they can start running right. again yeah hopefully right. sooner rather than later but let's all get back to somewhat normal first yeah that's sure. that's, that's my my birthday new year's wish coming up will be for for more journey pro shows so hopefully yeah. that'll happen quick um <laughs> so so carrie where where can uh you know if people are looking to to see some of your your work or, or get to follow you on on twitter where, where can everybody find you um, yeah, just at underscore or Carrie underscore Williams is Twitter. And I've got my, um, my web, my, um, online portfolio is on there. So other like past wrestling stuff that I've written, other stuff that I've done freelance is on there too. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest way is Twitter. I'm on there quite a bit. So I will definitely have to come to you for, uh, weightlifting tips at some point because <laughs> seeing you doing your weightlifting work has been really awesome. So Thanks. I'm going to have to. I'm gonna have to start that in 2021. So I will. I will be coming for tips and tricks. Mike's gonna get swole. That's I. <laughs> it's coming. Be ready. Oh no! Um, I'm 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 antsy. <laughs> I have such anticipation for this. I do feel like I have to. Moonshine's gonna have to help me get started. I think that's that's my plan. Is to reach. Oh, out to be him. careful. Moonshine, Moonshine will fucking he'll kick your ass, brother. Right? I'm I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> Well, Carrie, thank you so much for for hanging out with us. I, I cannot wait to have you back on the show with us again. Um, it, it's going to be fun. So, uh, Kevin, Dallas, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much for being. Yeah, it is awesome talking with you, talking wrestling and all that. Thanks again. Studio for claps. Studio, we'll add the studio clap in post. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank that. you very it's much. Not going to happen. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Uh, so with that folks, you know, as always, thank you so much for, for tuning in, hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you again next week. Uh, and as always later nerds. (laughs) 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a chair we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah. 
They were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.